in the New Testament, God did something new. He did not work with the old wineskins. Rather, there was a new wineskin in which it pleased God to pour forth his grace, pour forth his new wine into this new wineskin. And the new fresh wineskin was the Blessed Virgin Mary. And God poured forth the wine of the Holy Spirit upon the Blessed Virgin Mary in order to bring about the Son of God, Jesus, and her womb, the Son of God and the Son of Man. And so God pouring this wine of his grace, the power of the Holy Spirit, into Mary, that Mary was full of grace at the Annunciation. Think of that. She's full of grace. If something is full, and then certainly Mary received more grace after the Annunciation. She was only 15 years old, and she lived longer, and she endured the Passion. So she was full of grace at the Annunciation. When something is full, and you pour more grace into that person, what do they do? They overflow with grace toward others. So think of her like a cup, like a wineskin that God is filling up, and then it's full, and then overflows to others. That's why we call Mary the mediatrix of graces, of all of God's graces, because she's overflowing God's graces for her servants who are devoted to her. Now, I'd like to go into the Old Testament today and do a fun thing called typology. You ever do fun things? You know, that's not, you know, put on our thinking. Let's do fun things. You know, the Bible can be very fun, can be very fun. This is what's called typology. So typology, and this is what the fathers of the church use and many of the saints, is when you take types and figures of the Old Testament and apply them to figures in the New Testament. And I like to, St. Louis de Montfort in his book, True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin, he gives a typology of this passage in this first reading of the, of the four characters. There's Isaac, who's basically, he's blind, he's old, he's on his bed. And then you have the two sons, Esau and Jacob. And then you have the mother, Rebekah. And so what St. Louis de Montfort does is he uses this typology saying that Isaac is a, is a type of the Heavenly Father from heaven. <clears throat> Why is Isaac a type of the Heavenly Father? Because Isaac wants to give his blessing to one of his sons. Now you have to understand in the Old Testament that the patriarchs, the fathers, were also priests. So a father could also give his priestly blessing to his sons and, and pass that blessing down to his sons. So this just wasn't an ordinary blessing. This was a, a, like kind of a, like a special priestly blessing from Isaac. Esau, according to St. Louis de Montfort, represents those who are, are sinners, those who do not have a devotion to their mother. That Esau sold his birthright for food. We don't have that in the passage here, but Esau, he sold his birthright because he was hungry. He sold his birthright to Jacob, and he said he was a glutton. He was a person of the world. And then you have Jacob, who's a symbol or a type of those who are devoted to their mother, like a mama's boy. Think of Jacob. He's a mama's boy. 
His mother loves him. He loves his mother. He takes care of his mother. But Jacob is not perfect, as you can see. Because you see in the passage, he lies to his father three times. He told Ephib, is it a white lie? Is it a black lie? You know, there's no such thing as white lie. A lie is a lie. A lie is a lie. People always say, a white lie. I told a white lie. Well, what's a white lie? I've never seen a white lie, peanut white. Yeah, a lie is a lie. Either you're telling the truth or you're telling a lie. Whether it's a little lie or a big lie. A lie is a lie. State it what it is. So he's not perfect. Jacob is not perfect. But because he's devoted to his mother, he receives the father's blessing. And Rebecca is a type of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who obtains for her servants, her Jacobs who are devoted to her, the blessings of the Heavenly Father. And so I'm going to read to you bits and passages of St. Louis de Montfort and how he interprets this. I'm not going to read to you his whole commentary because it would just take too long. But of what Mary does for her faithful servants. Why be devoted to Mary? So that, that's the first question. Why can't I just go to Jesus? I hear this from people, even Catholics. Why can't I just go to Jesus? I just want Jesus. I, I'm not devoted to Mary. I don't need to go to Mary. You hear that from people. And this is what St. Louis de Montfort says. He is expert on the Blessed Virgin Mary. So first of all, Blessed Mother, she's a mother. We're all her children. And as any mother for her children, she loves. The first characteristic of the Blessed Virgin Mary is that she loves you. She loves you as her own child. And this is very important for people because sometimes there's wounds, there's a lack of love. There might, there might have been a lack of motherly love in your family. You may have never received love. And so the Blessed Virgin Mary, first characteristic to being devoted to her is that she will communicate to you her love. And so this is what St. Louis de Montfort says. She says, quoting the scripture, I love those who love me. She loves them. One, because she is truly their mother. What mother does not love her child, the fruit of her womb? Two, she loves them in gratitude for the act of love they showed to her, their beloved mother. Three, she loves them because they are loved by God and destined for heaven. Jacob I love, but Esau I hate it. Four, she loves them because they have consecrated themselves entirely to her and belong to her portion, her inheritance. And Israel, receive your inheritance. In St. Louis de Montfort, I love this, this paragraph. Listen to this. She loves them tenderly, more tenderly than all the mothers in the world together. Take the love of all the mothers of the world for their children. Pour all that love into the heart of one mother for an only child. That mother's love would certainly be immense. Yet Mary's love for each of her children has more tenderness than the love of that mother for her child. So the love that Mary wants to give you is greater than all the mother's love for their children in the history of the world if they were to be combined into one heart of one mother, still Mary's love would be greater for one child. 
for one of her children. They are devoted to her. Now, Mary is an active mother. So she obtains for us blessings from God. And these are some of the passages that St. Louis de Montfort says. He says, like Rebecca, she looks out for favorable opportunities to promote their interests to a noble and enrich them. She arranges things in advance so as to divert evils from our servants and put them in the way of abundant blessings. So Mary is always looking out for us. If, if we're devoted and consecrated to her, she's always looking out for us. She's always looking for our best interests. Two, she gives them excellent advice as Rebecca did to Jacob. My son, follow my counsel. So Mary will always give us excellent advice. As she said at the wedding feast of Cana, do whatever he tells you. She will always lead us to follow her son, Jesus. Three, what does this good mother do when we have presented and consecrated to her our soul and body and all that pertains to them without accepting anything? Just what Rebecca of old did to the little goats Jacob brought her. A, she kills them, that is, makes them die to the life of the old Adam. B, she strips them of their skin, that is, of their natural inclinations, their self-love and self-will, and their very attachment to creatures. C, she cleanses them from all stain, impurity, and sin. D, she prepares them to God's taste and to his greater glory. And so Mary will help to strip us of ourselves, of, of that goat side of us. You, you, ever, you ever see goats? You ever see goats? And I, I had an experience in a bishop with goats, and those goats, they were rambunctious. They were getting in the kitchen. They were trying to butt me. I didn't like the goats. And we had sheep, and the sheep were nice. They were stupid, but they were nice. They were just there eating grass. And I said, oh God, now I know why God put the goats on the left and the sheep on the right. And that the sheep are meek and humble and mild. And that's the way God wants us to be. Strip us of that goat, of that rebellion. And clothe us with the blood of the lamb. Four, once this good mother has received our complete offering with our merits and satisfactions, through the devotion I have been speaking about, and has stripped us of our own garments. She cleanses us and makes us worthy to appear without shame before our Heavenly Father. So she clothes us in the clean, new, precious, and fragrant garments of Esau, the firstborn, namely her son, Jesus Christ. She keeps these garments in her house, that is to say she has them at her disposal. She gives and distributes them to whom she pleases, when she pleases, as she pleases, and as much as she pleases, as we have said above. She covers the neck and hands of her servants with the skins of the goats that have been killed and flayed. That is, she adorns them with the merits and worth of their own good actions. In truth, she destroys and nullifies all that is impure and imperfect in them. But at the same time, keeps the good that grace has produced in them. She preserves and enhances this good so that it adorns and strengthens their neck and hands. That is, she gives them the strength to carry the yoke of the Lord and the skill to do great things for the glory of God and the salvation 
of their poor brothers. She imparts new perfume and fresh grace to these garments and adornments by adding to them the garments of her own wardrobe of merits and virtues. She bequeathed these to them before her departure for heaven as was revealed to a holy nun of the last century who died in the odor of sanctity. Now they have nothing to fear from that cold which sinners naked and stripped as they are of the merits of Jesus and Mary will be unable to endure. And then five, finally Mary obtains for them the heavenly father's blessing. As they are the youngest born and adopted, they are not really entitled to it, clad in new, precious, and sweet-smelling garments, with body and soul well-prepared and dressed, they confidently approach their Heavenly Father. He hears their voice and recognizes it as the voice of a sinner. He feels their hands covered with skins, inhales the aroma of their garments. He partakes with joy of what Mary, their mother, has prepared for him, recognizing in it the merits and good odor of his son, and his blessed mother. He gives them a twofold blessing, the blessing of the dew of heaven, namely divine grace, which is the seed of glory. God has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing and also the blessing of the fertility of the earth. For as a provident father, he gives them their daily bread and an ample supply of the good of the earth. Isn't that great? So all that in this first passage is what St. Louis de Montfort says, is that Mary, she helps to strip us of our old self, clothe us with new garments, she obtains for that, us that, it's the garments of Jesus Christ, so that we can receive the Heavenly Father's blessing here on earth and receive the Heavenly Father's blessing in heaven. And we say, Jacob was kind of a deceiver in his life, if you read the story of Jacob. And I always say, like, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, it's not a deception, but it's kind of like, you know, the Heavenly Father looks upon us, he sees our sins, okay, and our sins, and we're afraid when the Heavenly Father sees our sins because we know that we don't deserve mercy, we deserve punishment for our sins. But in, in a way, we can be like Jacob. When we offer up the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ to the Heavenly Father, we in a way say, oh, Heavenly Father, put on these rose-colored glasses. You know what the rose-colored glasses are? The precious blood of Jesus Christ, his holy wounds. We say, Heavenly Father, put these rose-colored glasses, before you look at me, put these rose-colored glasses on. And the Heavenly Father puts these rose-colored glasses on, which is the blood of his son and his wounds, and then he looks at us through the wounds and blood of his son. And when he sees us through the wounds and blood of his son, he does not see us as, as so much sinners. He does not see our sins, but he sees our sins being redeemed by his, the blood of his son. And therefore, we receive not punishment, but we receive divine mercy from him. And how do you do that? Every time you pray the divine mercy chaplet, you're putting those glasses on the heavenly father. Isn't that great? So in a way, you're kind of like Jacob. 
in a way, kind of like deceive him, but not deceive him, but say, oh, Heavenly Father, put these uh, glasses on, you know, so that you don't really see who I am, so that you don't really see my sinfulness of who I am, but you see me through the garments of the Lamb, of the precious blood of the Lamb of your Son, Jesus Christ, who has died for me, who has died for my sins, and whose blood speaks mercy for me. And who can obtain that for you? The Blessed Virgin Mary. She's the mother of the Son. She can obtain for you the Father's blessing, his mercy from heaven. All you have to do is be devoted to her, give her all your graces. Even if you fall into sin, ask her to reclothe you to strip you of sin, to clothe you with the garments of her son, and she will obtain for you all the blessings and graces of heaven that you need in this earthly life to obtain the kingdom of heaven and the life hereafter. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.